We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to another edition of Chasing the Ring presented by Lamons Fine Jewelry. I'm Neil McCready, Carson McCready here with me today. We're taping this on Sunday afternoon, just afternoon. The NBA down to four teams. The Western Conference playoffs is 3-1. to one. Phoenix over the Clippers after the Suns win last night. And I believe game three of the Eastern Conference semifinals is tonight in Atlanta. Milwaukee and Atlanta tied one game each. The NBA draft order is set. It's depressing news for the two of us, but it's set nonetheless. We'll talk about uh, the Pistons getting the number one pick. Uh, our Thunder picking sixth, what might happen as we get ready for uh, the NBA draft next month, all the player interviews and things starting to happen now as the clubs know where they're picking and what range of people they're picking, and you'll start to hear some of the draft rumors and all of those things come out. So we'll talk about those topics and uh, maybe more here in just a moment. First, I want to tell you that we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons is at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. From engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelries, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, and collectibles, Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. So visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Alan King and all the people there at Lamons are fantastic. They've been Frankly, really cool in uh, making this happen, this show that we've been doing now for about six months, maybe a little longer, been a little sporadic. Carson's been busy with soccer and all sorts of stuff, and sometimes it's hard to uh, to find the time to sit down and do one of these, but we've done them. We've had a lot of fun doing them. We'll do uh, this one. We'll do probably a finals preview when that rolls around. We'll do a season wrap-up, and then we'll we may do a uh, – bit of a live watch party or something for the NBA draft to finish it up, depending on kind of when that falls. We were going to do one for the draft lottery, but Carson, who's playing soccer for Oxford High School, they had a friendly, I guess is what you call it, against Hernando on Tuesday night. So he got the bad news about the Thunder's draft pick after his game was over. So couldn't do a uh, – hard to do a live show when he's running up and down a soccer field at Oxford High School. But we'll do the best we can with the draft, depending on kind of when that falls. Uh, I will tell you that uh, we're coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. 
can shop that quote around or you can do what we've done in our family and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll absolutely love the product. You'll love the service and um, you'll be glad that you're in a Clark Ford. 662-257-1900. Carson, how are you? Good. So NBA uh, NBA playoffs. You want to start east or west? Your west. All right, we'll start with the west. Phoenix out to a commanding 3-1 to one lead. Chris Paul... Back from the COVID thing, he tested positive for COVID despite being vaccinated for the virus. Missed the first two games of the series, but uh, he came back, lost game three. The Clippers, who are playing without Kawhi Leonard, uh, lose game four in Los Angeles. The Clippers now on the brink of elimination. They've been on the brink a couple of times in this playoffs. Each series 2 nothing every single time. And they were down 3-2 to the Mavericks. But they're down 3-1 to a Phoenix team that is much deeper than the Mavericks. Much better, yeah. Do you see a scenario at all? No, where... I don't see them coming back. I can see them getting game uh, game five, but I don't see them making a full-on comeback. Yeah, I think it's over. I think it's over. Um, the Suns are just too good. Yeah, the, to Sun, the Suns are really good. So game, game uh, five is... What is that? Is that? Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, game five is Monday night, the 28th, at Phoenix. <clears throat> I don't see it. I don't no. see a scenario where Phoenix lets that one get away. You know, there's so much to that team. And we've talked about him kind of throughout the year. Everyone talks about Devin Booker, and he's established himself as an absolute superstar. But there's more to that team than just Devin Booker and Chris Paul. And you saw it last night with uh, DeAndre Ayton, right? Yeah, Ayton just had a fantastic game. 19 points, 22 boards, four blocks, three assists, a steal. He was just fantastic for them. Played a little more than 41 minutes in the game. I I thought Bridges was terrific for them, especially on the boards. He gets 13 boards last night to go along with six points, three boards. I mean, three uh, assists. Yeah. You know, they got seven rebounds out of Jay Crowder. Uh, they were able to, to go back to campaign on the bench, who gives them in 20 minutes five points, two boards, three assists. Uh, Cameron Johnson gave them five bench points. But for the most part, they were able to lean on their big three. Devin Booker not asked to carry them. He gives them 25. Chris Paul goes for 18 points and seven assists. And then we mentioned Aiton. They're just a really solid team, and Monty Williams has done a terrific job, and it certainly appears they're going to to win the West. How surprised are you that it's Phoenix that we're talking about today, not the Lakers, not Utah, not the Clippers, not Denver, Phoenix? Not at all. That's what I said to start. Phoenix was my team to start with. To start the season? No, to to, uh, to start the playoffs. They were one of my big teams. Starting the season, but when the playoffs started, they were my one team that I believe. Well, they've yeah they've they've played, they've gotten better and better as the year went on. Chris Paul's been so stabilizing for them. Um, and again, you know the Monty Williams thing. We had David Brandt on the Oxford Exxon podcast, and David was talking about this team and the job that Monty Williams has done, and they've just kind of grown up. And there's. There's so much more to them now than just Devin Booker. And it, it, it's – we'll talk about the draft order and stuff in a minute. But 
Booker is sort of that guy that ought to give some teams a ray of hope that don't draft at the very top of the lottery. Because he went. He was four, He was 13. Yeah, he was late lottery, exactly. He was late lottery, and he's a superstar. Yeah. And he's one of these new faces of, of, of the league, along with um, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Tatum. Yeah, Trey Zion, Young. Yeah. Zion Williamson, Luka Doncic. It's, you can see the passing of the torch happening from LeBron and those guys to this team, and it's interesting. And you and I, we've talked about this earlier in the year. We saw Chris Paul lift the thunder a year ago with – Shea Gildas-Alexander and Dennis Schroeder and Danilo Gallinari and that team. And now you see what he's doing with this uber-talented Phoenix group of DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker and, and Mikhail Bridges. And they got another veteran like Crowder, and they just kind of added some bench pieces like Payne and Johnson. And Pretty uh, sure they had Payne, by the way. But you know what I mean. I mean, they're able to kind of turn to him as, yeah, a, as yeah, a bench yeah. guy. And, yeah. and, you know, like Dario Saric – only played six minutes and 43 seconds last night. Uh, Abdel Nader played five minutes and 22 seconds. Other than that, nobody nobody else played more than 18 seconds. So they, they shortened the rotation really down to about seven guys, and then Saric and Nader both played a little bit. But they played seven guys and uh, made it work. And, and here they are on the, on the precipice of a, of a title. Uh, the Western Conference Championship, which is remarkable. On the other side of that game, look, there's no Kawhi, and that's devastating for the Clippers. He's got ACL injury. They haven't officially ruled him out, but I was listening to a couple of NBA shows yesterday. Nobody expects him to play. He's going to be out. They said he was questionable for like game two and game three, and he missed both those games. I have kind of felt bad for Paul George. He he played played forty almost forty two minutes last night. Goes for twenty three points, sixteen boards, six assists, and a steal. Um, took twenty shots, but they're having to lean so heavily on. I mean, listen to these minute numbers. Reggie Jackson plays forty minutes and twenty seven seconds for uh, the Clippers last night. Goes for twenty twenty points, one assist. It's his problem is he's just not a he's not a good Team guard player. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Beverly plays almost 35 minutes. He uh, goes for two points, four boards, two assists. Uh, Zubac played almost 40 minutes. Marcus Morris played just over 22 minutes. Terrence Mann, who was terrific in the one game that uh, the Clippers won, 33 minutes. He gives him 12 points. He's going to be a really good player, but he's he's, he's an awfully young guy. Uh, Nick Batum had to play 16 minutes. Luke Kennard played... 12 minutes and 32 seconds, and then they got nothing. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins played three seconds last night. Um, you look at the Clippers team, it's, it's assuming. That, it's really, it's heavily stacked on Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, I don't think they plan to go into these playoffs with Reggie Jackson having to put up 20 a night each night. I oh no no the plan. no! The plan was for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to carry them, and Kawhi gets hurt, and and you see, you and I talked about this. You see how fragile the a quest for a title is. You know, I mean, you you build a team around people, and then it doesn't 
work out because of an injury. And now who knows what Kawhi's going to do? Does Kawhi stay in L.A.? Does the injury lead to him opting into a contract but not playing next year? Does he opt out and do the Kevin Durant thing where he goes to, in his case, the Knicks probably and sits out a year and gets healthy? I don't know. It, it's it's a big offseason coming up for the Clippers. It's a It's an interesting spot they're in. Because if you just fail, right, you look at it and say, well, we weren't good enough. Let's break this up. But when you get to where they got and then you lose, and I'm sure in their mind you're going to justify it somewhat with, well, had we had Kawhi, now you don't know what to do. And they don't own many picks down the road. If they're going to get capital for Paul George, it has to happen now. If you're not going to have Kawhi, you have to contemplate how you do this moving forward. The Thunder basically own their picks the next five years. Right. It's a uh, it's a tough it, yeah. It's a tough place to be in for them. I mean, I don't know what else to say with that. I agree, but yeah, I mean, there's not much else to it. You you build for the season, and then it doesn't happen, and you have to make decisions. Yeah. Meanwhile, for Phoenix, you know, I mean, as Chris Paul said last night, DeAndre Ayton's about to get a bag. He's about to make a ton of money. Um, I think they'll keep this team together, and I think you'll see Chris Paul stay there for a little while. And they've got a nice young nucleus, and and you know they've got a bright future in the in the West. Yeah. Before we move to the East, were you were you at all surprised with Dallas's decision to fire Rick Carlisle and some of the comments that came out about Luka Doncic not exactly being thrilled in in Dallas? I mean, I don't blame Luka at all. If I were him, I'd be incredibly disappointed, and I'd either want guess a trade out trade out, I know that'd be weird for a guy like him because most young superstars don't do that. They don't leave their team, but, I mean, they have done nothing to help him. No, they've done nothing to help him. They haven't surrounded him with enough of a, of a, of a group, and now you find out that he's not very happy with some of the front office. He's not asking out. Neither is Zion, for that matter, in New Orleans, but they're both They've both planted that seed. They've tossed that flag out there a little bit that, hey, this doesn't work out. I'm not staying here forever. You know, Anthony Davis did that in New Orleans, and it it created a firestorm. There were all these rumors that Carl Anthony Towns would do it, and it's one of the reasons the, the, the Timberwolves were very careful to surround him with who he wanted to be surrounded with. This season coming up, and we'll be back on the regular schedule here in the fall the season coming up's a big one in Dallas and New Orleans they got to get this right or those stars start to make noise and when stars get disgruntled and say they want out you typically have to accommodate them and let them out because otherwise it's miserable and so they're they're approaching that place where Milwaukee was with Giannis Antetokounmpo and Milwaukee did what as we transition to the east Milwaukee did what Giannis wanted hey Fix it. You know what's needed. Go get me the pieces. Fix it. And they did. They added um, Drew Holiday, who's been very good. And so now here they are in game three of that Eastern Conference finals against the Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young's been awesome. Collins has been very good. They've just gotten a lot 
uh, the, the young uh, point guard Herter. Is it Hunter? Herter? I'm pretty sure it's Hunter. Uh, he's been he's been really good too. So what are you what are you looking for out east as this series shifts back to Atlanta? It's now a five game series tied one each. I assume Bucks win it in like six. Uh, I mean, as long as the Bucks do what the Bucks do and play well, then I think they got it. Atlanta is just when Trey Young is on. I mean, he. You and I talked about this the other day. He has to be so on though to beat Milwaukee. He has to put up forty a night. He has to be more. awesome. Yeah, because what do you have? Forty eight in game one. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, if he's so barely won. If he's going to give them forty eight points, they're going to win. But what if he doesn't give them forty eight points? What if he just has a mortal night? But the, I tell you what, now there's pressure on Milwaukee to get one of these two games in Atlanta, and I think that's the key. Is if you go to Atlanta and get one, if you're the Bucks, you're probably okay because they've. They braved that Nets series. They they held off Kevin Durant and the Nets. They were able to win that game seven in Brooklyn, which I kind of felt like was the seminal moment. I still think game one was a little bit of a letdown, and then you saw Milwaukee come back and just destroy them in game yeah. two. And I'm like yeah. you. I, I anticipate I anticipate the Bucks not easing their way to this series win, but I don't think it's going to be remarkably difficult. Not nearly as hard as the Nets. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant was terrific in that series. Um, yeah, you know he really was. James Harden was not. It's it's interesting with the Nets. And the first show we did, we talked a lot about the Nets. You know, because it was they were on the cusp of that Harden trade. Yeah, Harden was fat. Mm-hmm. He never got into shape. It led to some hamstring issues. He tried. He played really hard. But James Harden was not James Harden. And if James Harden's going to if, – if the Nets are going to make this work where they're going to be this this dynastic team, James Harden's going to have to get his ass into shape in his yeah, 30s. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. You don't think he's committed enough to get in the kind of shape? No, that, I just don't think that – the Nets – I don't think they're going to work as a franchise Well, they've in a year. And they, I, I really don't see it. And they've absolutely mortgaged their Their team future. is not that good. I'm not going to lie. They have Kevin Durant top five player in the league right now then they have two all-stars that missed like half the season and nothing else it's not that good of a team i'll give you credit you've been consistent with it i'm not sure that i completely agree with that but um they're in an interesting spot because moving forward they've got to figure out a way for these stars to stay healthy and they've got to surround them with the type of talent that can help them joe harris was not particularly good in the playoffs no uh, Blake Griffin was, but counting on Blake Griffin over the course of a full season feels like that might be a little... They're just um, not deep enough. So we've got... I think we both look for Milwaukee-Phoenix in a finals. It's funny. People normally would say, oh, it's going to be terrible for the ratings. I think it's actually going to be good for the ratings. It's going to be good, yeah. People are it's excited. you haven't seen in a long time. And, and, and they're two really exciting teams to watch. And I know Giannis has won a couple of MVPs, but this is sort of the first time that he's really been on the big stage. People are getting a chance to see him and, and his greatness now. It's an, an MVP trophy. It's, it's great and all, but you just saw this year's MVP get knocked out in the first round, right? Oh, sure. No, not first round. Second round. Second round. I guess but still, yeah. but still. Uh, all right, who who do you like in that series if we get there? I know we'll probably do a finals preview, but quickly, uh, just in case we, we don't get around to one before it starts, if it, if it is Milwaukee-Phoenix. I still say Phoenix. I think Phoenix 
they would take it. I don't know why. I just have this weird feeling they're the team that's going to win it. But probably in six or seven games, it's going to be really close. But Yeah, I think it's a seven-game series. I think it's a great series. It's an interesting matchup. Um, I kind of like Milwaukee in that in that setup. Either way, I can see it through. But I, I, for whatever reason, I see Phoenix winning it all. If Atlanta happens to win, I like Phoenix over Atlanta. Oh yeah, in that series. Um, all right, uh, we have not. We talked a lot about the draft. The NBA draft lottery is set after the uh, ping pong balls. The Detroit Pistons have the first pick in the draft. Houston is second, followed by Cleveland, Toronto, Orlando at five. Oklahoma City at six. Golden State is seven. Uh, Orlando has the eighth pick as well. Uh, by virtue of the trade with the Chicago Bulls. Sacramento is 9. New Orleans is 10. Uh, 11 through 15 is Charlotte, San Antonio, Indiana, Golden State, and Washington. Oklahoma City has the 16th pick by virtue of their trade with the Celtics earlier this summer. Memphis is 17. Oklahoma City is 18. Uh, Then it's New York, Atlanta, New York again at 21. The Lakers at 22. Houston with their second pick of the first round at 23 and then again at 24. So the the, uh, Rockets have three of the first 24 picks in the draft. Clippers at 25 and then rounding out the uh, first round of the draft. It's Clippers, Denver, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Utah at uh, 30. So that's kind of what we're looking at. We'll start at the top. No scenario in my mind, right, that Detroit does anything other than draft Cade Cunningham? I mean, or Suggs. I don't know why, but they could take Suggs too. Well, that is the rumor that they they really like Suggs. Houston is two. I think Houston's going to keep that pick. I'm fascinated to see what Houston does with that pick. You know, do you take the the talented big with a – Big upside in Evan Mobley. I think they're either taking the. I think they're taking one of the point guards, either Cade or, uh, or Suggs. Suggs whichever one falls to them. That's what I think. Cle- I don't think they need a big because they already have Christian Wood. Cleveland is three, and there's a lot of rumors about what the Cavaliers might do. Um, supposedly, the Cavaliers are really targeting Evan Mobley. Well, that makes sense. And, they don't need another guard. And if Mobley is off the board at three, meaning if Houston takes Mobley, and there's a lot of people that think Houston will will look hard at Mobley, if that happens, a lot of people think Cleveland is going to look to trade out of that pick. And that's where you get Orlando, who has five and eight. You get Oklahoma City, who has six, 16 and 18. And some pieces, that's where Cleveland – has a decision to make. You know, they've got Sexton. They've got um, – um, who's the other guard in their back? Garland. Court? Yeah, Darius Garland. They've got the two guards. They don't need another guard. It's there's, the last thing they need. There's some people think that they'll trade Sexton and move him out. Um, but I don't think so. I I don't I, see them trading Sexton. He's, he had a great year last year. He's getting better. Yeah. Quick. So t- most people think Toronto will hang on to their pick. We just talked about Orlando. We just talked about Oklahoma City. Both of those teams, the the Magic, the Thunder, in, in complete rebuild mode. Both of them. Orlando probably had to feel pretty good about the way the draft shook out, getting five and eight. 
Uh, the Thunder have to feel sick, really, about yeah. the way it, it fell out. They had a 75% chance at a top four pick, and they end up at the sixth pick. They could have ended up with two top five picks. They got no top, top five picks. Um, any thoughts on what you think the Thunder might do? Trade out. Oh, you think they're going to trade down? I mean, if they can't get three, no, they trade out of the draft. Oh, wow. See, I I said if that. If they in, can't get three, then I don't see the point in taking Scotty Barnes. Yeah, and that's the name that gets brought up a lot. The, the, the interesting guy in the draft is, is Kaminga, who could go as early as three and could easily fall out of the top five. Yeah. He's the guy, I think at six, he's the guy Oklahoma City might take. He's a project, super high side. I've heard people say his his floor is a complete disaster. His floor is a bust. His ceiling is he's the next Kawhi Leonard. It's a yeah. remarkable disparity. Yeah. And so, you know, you could take a guy like him. He's just 18 years old. Just let him play. You could play a lot, and you could tank without people thinking you're tanking. Right. And then go back into next year's draft where you have a bunch of picks again. Yeah. Um, I do anticipate the Thunder taking 16 and 18 and trading up. Yep. Well, um, maybe they could. It's just I don't know if teams are willing to do that. Well, there's, there's. I think the only scenario it works is if uh, Houston takes Mobley. Yeah, it, what 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 you have here is you have some teams. New Orleans might look to package some picks. Charlotte might look to package some picks. San Antonio might look to package some picks. So there's places you could move up if you combine sixteen and eighteen. And, and move up. Uh, Memphis is at 17. There will be some players available there that Memphis could put in uh, in, in their kind of rotation, if you will, as they try to um, add another piece to a team that, that looked really hot at the end of the season. Um, Houston, as we talked about, they've got all those picks. And then, you know, it bears talking about the first handful of picks in the second round. It's Milwaukee. The the Knicks again, so the Knicks are at um the Knicks are at nineteen, at twenty one, and then again at thirty two. Orlando's right there at thirty three. Oklahoma City's at thirty four and thirty six. So the Thunder have um five, yeah, five of the picks. first thirty six picks in the draft. So there's a lot of room for them to move up and make some noise. Um New Orleans is at uh thirty five, New Orleans is again at forty. So and and then again at uh, fifty three, Oklahoma City's at fifty five. I mean, these teams have a lot of picks, and I can't imagine that they're going to take all those picks. They're going to look to consolidate some of that. So, but I think it's Cunningham. It sucks. There's a lot of Jalen Green talk right now, especially yeah, about that's his one guy. I really like Green's offense is terrific. His defense in the G League was non-existent. What's interesting about that is that. He always was considered before that to be a defensive player. Brian Shaw was the coach of that G League Ignite team. It did not appear that he made guys play defense. So who knows what you're getting when you take Jalen Green. Um, we talked about Kaminga. We talked about Mobley. Scotty Barnes is a guy that's got some uh, some momentum in the draft, although I just don't think Scotty Barnes can score. Mm-hmm. Although he does everything else. And so – It'd be good, but at the same time, I don't know if you. I well, don't know if that's what you really want to do. 
Well, he's a guy like I'm interested to see if a Memphis, for example, does Memphis package some picks and try to get up to like six or seven to take a Scotty Barnes yeah. who would make sense on that team as a, as a, right. a defense yeah. glue guy. Everywhere Scotty Barnes goes, people love him. Mm-hmm. Um, great glue guy, great chemistry guy, rebounds, passes, plays great defense, just has a very inconsistent shot in a league where shooting is the most important commodity you can have. Yeah, you could work on that though. But Yeah. Oh, but it's, he's look, only 18, right? Barnes, I think he's 19, but there's plenty of time so, for him yeah. to develop. I mean, we've seen guys become shooters. Mm-hmm. I mean, the team we follow, Lou Dort, has gone from being a, a, a bad shooter so to a fairly really good, good shooter. shooter. Yeah. yeah, so you can you 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 can fix that. It's just it's floors and ceilings, and so the higher up you are, the more you're tempted to avoid the low floor, and that's where Kaminga is really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're Toronto, you could take Kaminga. We talked about the Thunder a little bit. We'll finish here. Any scenario in your mind where the Thunder trade Shea Gildas-Alexander? If they do, I'll be really disappointed in them. I don't think they would unless Shea is just incredibly unhappy, but I don't think he is. He's about to get paid big. Uh, Of the teams above them, the only one that I could see going in and making that offer is Toronto. Shea's a Canadian. Yeah. But I don't think for the Thunder that's not worth it to move up to six. If you had told me that Toronto got the first pick and that the Thunder decided to hit the reset button a little bit and that they would trade SGA for the one to assure themselves getting Cade Cunningham, I might would have bought that. Anything short of that, and I don't think they do it. I, th- yeah, I think the they, only way I think they do it, and I'm slightly okay with it, is if they get Cade. Nobody else. And then Houston's the interesting team with the two, 23, 24. They could take 23 and 24 and package it up, move up a little bit in the draft if there's a guy they have targeted. They love Suggs. They love Mobley. There's some people that think Houston's going to take Jalen Green because they think Jalen Green has a lot of James Harden in him, his ability to just score. He's a guy that's going to walk into the league scoring points. He's a walking yeah. bucket. Yeah. Um. All right, well, we'll we'll wrap it up there. Thanks to everybody for uh, for listening. Again, thanks to Lamons Fine Jewelry for making this podcast happen and making it possible. We will, uh, Carson and I are heading out of town for a few days. When we get back, we'll be watching some NBA from our, our vacation. When we get back, we'll, uh, we'll, what I suspect is either preview the finals or talk about the finals as they're already getting started. As we're down to four teams, we'll be down to two the next time that we talk with you. So thanks for listening to us. For Carson, I'm Neil. That does it for this episode of Chasing the Ring, presented by Lamb's Fine Jewelry. Until next time, have a great fourth. Stay safe out there. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.